If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful air of Shabbos to all of you. Great to be back with you. Great to be here. We haven't been together for a couple of weeks, and it's truly wonderful to spend some time to look at the Parsha, to look at the events of the week, to look at what in fact is important and try to somehow align our lives with the spiritual messages and lessons that exist. And what a wonderful air of Shabbos it is, first of all, the Parsha. The Parsha is Emor. And Amor contains within it tremendous, tremendous insights and how to somehow develop a positive and powerful relationship between young and old. One of the great challenges of our time, the relationship of young and old. It's also, well, the Shabbos before Pesach Sheni, the second Pesach. And what an incredible day that is. Pesach Sheni, of course, is a time that we have to at all times remember that nothing is permanently lost. There is always a second chance. And of course, toward the end of the week on Thursday, Wednesday night and Thursday, is Lag Be'omer, the 33rd day of the Omer, when we celebrate with great fanfare. It's a time that, well, first of all, the great plague of the students of Rabbi Akiva came to a miraculous end. It's also the site of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai, and he himself said that it's extremely worthwhile that people rejoice and celebrate on his site. We'll talk about all of that just now and how it all comes together. Important to remember that we are in the month of year. The month of year, of course, is unique all months of the year. It's the only month of the year that each and every single day of the month, there is a special mitzvah, a special commandment that we fulfill. Yes, there are certain months like Nisan that has the glorious festival of Pesach. Sivan has the incredible festival of Shavuot when we celebrate the giving of the Torah. The month of Tishrei, it has Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, the festival of Sukkot, the joyous time of Simchat Torah. But there is only one month of the year that each and every single day is somehow enhanced by a special mitzvah, and that's the month of year. Because each and every single day of the month of year, the current month, we actually fulfill the mitzvah of counting the Omer. And while, of course, we begin during the month of Nisan, it's not the entire month of Nisan that we count the Omer. And we go into the month of Sivan, it's not the entire month, only a couple of days. But the entire month of year, we count the Omer. Now, counting the Omer is not simply going through a bunch of numbers each and every single day. It is a time that we are required to address a phenomenally important aspect of life. And that's the idea of refinement and growth and change. Very often we hear people say, well, that's me. That's who I am. And that's one of the most tragic statements a human being can make. What do you mean, that's me? What distinguishes a human being from an animal is that a human being can, in fact, change, should, in fact, change. An animal can't change. Hippopotamus can't become a kangaroo, and a kangaroo can't become an orangutan. 
what they are, they are extremely limited by very precise definition of what they are, that and nothing else. Whereas a human being, a human being has the majestic power of choice and change. And even though a person might have certain negative dimensions of life with effort, with application, one is able to transform those dimensions to greater and better things. Yes, indeed, a human being can and therefore is obligated, should change. A person must become better. That, in fact, is the Omer process each and every single day. We take another step forward in somehow refining our character, recognizing the multifaceted dimension of who and what we are. We aren't one individual thing. We are a great many things. We are this majestic, complex combination of intellect, emotion, physical, spiritual. We have incredible minds. We have powerful hearts. We have the ability of imagination and memory. We have incredible dimensions as human beings. We have incredible power as human beings. But very often, we allow those elements to remain dormant. They are what they are. And we simply go through life and we don't address the potential that each and every one of those dimensions possesses. We don't really work at taking our minds and allowing our minds to expand. How often do we truly exercise our minds? How often do we truly apply our minds to study in the full sense of the word. Yes, of course, we go through the formal activities of study. We go to school, we pass examinations, we do our matric, we go to university, we pass our examinations again, we get our degrees, but how many of us are dedicated to the culture of study? And as Torah says, that you have to apply yourself on a daily basis to the study, particularly to the study of Torah. Because when you allow the wisdom of Torah to enter into your mind, to somehow manipulate your intellect to such a degree, your mind grows. And furthermore, once your mind begins to grow, your heart begins to develop those incredible dimensions of emotion that it possesses. Yes, indeed it does. A person isn't this or that, a nice person, or perhaps, God forbid, not such a nice person. A person has incredible, deep emotional strengths and potential. And this is why we have to work at ourselves. We have to recognize who and what we are. We have incredible ability to do good. We have the ability to love. We have the ability to share. We have the ability to exercise deep powerful emotions within ourselves toward others. And this is what the Omer period is all about. Each and every single day, we address another dimension of the 49 steps of the Omer soul exercise. Not for perfection, 
We don't achieve perfection necessarily, but we exercise each and every single day a recognition of who we are and trying to make that dimension of self a little bit better. And yes, and as a result, we begin to change and hopefully change for the better. We elevate, we refine, we try and take those elements that we are born with and to make them a bit more pure, to make them shine, to make them better, to make ourselves greater and better than we were yesterday. And every day we take another step. And this is the month of year, the month of change, the month of growth, the month of counting the Omer. More of that soon. This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the month of Eir, this incredible month, that each and every single day we take another step forward, refining, developing, uplifting, making those dimensions of life pure, and to bring out the shine, the incredible potential that we possess and this is why the month of year is unique and special. Now, one of the great other aspects of year, year is an acrostic, which stands for Ania Shemrof Becha. I am God, your healer. Year is a month of healing. And healing, you know, presupposes the presence of illness. Now, illness has many dimensions. God forbid physical illness. We've gone through a couple of years when we have seen this terrible pandemic go throughout the entire world and bring about terrible tragedy throughout the entire world. And we pray to God that it is completely removed. And we look around the world and we see so many people suffering from physical illness. There is mental illness. There is emotional illness. Illness comes in so many different types of guises and expressions. But there is also spiritual illness. There is also illness of the soul. And we have to concern ourselves with illness of the soul. And we have to recognize when illness of the soul takes place. Now, illness of the soul is very subtle. Because very often, society can behave in a particular sort of way that kind of okays certain types of behavior, which are not okay. But they contaminate our soul. They contaminate our consciousness and our thinking, and we're not even aware of the fact that something is wrong, that there is an illness in the air. And we begin to follow that mode of behavior. It begins to cripple us. And after a while, we're not even aware of the fact that something negative and terrible has overtaken us. You know, we talk about the pandemic. That's precisely what happened. This invisible monster entered into our lives throughout the entire world. And look what it did. But equally so, spiritually, there are all sorts of ideas and values and modes of behavior that are incredibly destructive. And somehow we have to combat that as well. And this is where the month of ear comes along. I am God, your healer. It is a time to look for healing in a situation of illness. Now, one of the great elements of illness 
is when a person says, well, unfortunately, there's nothing I can do. I made a mistake. It's all over. And that's it. And I have to, well, you know the old story, I have to lie in the bed that I made. This is what happened. It's too bad, but this is it. This Sunday is Pesach Sheni. And what does Pesach Sheni teach us? Pesach Sheni teaches us that it's never, ever too late. God forbid a person can, and will make mistakes from time to time. Every human being does make mistakes. And we know all about the concept of Teshuvah repentance. Pesach Sheni takes it a step forward. The people who couldn't bring the Passover sacrifice offering on Erev Pesach came to Moshe and said, why should we be neglected? Why should we be left out of this incredible commandment and mitzvah? And Moshe turns to God and he says, the people are asking that they should be included. And God said, yes, they will. A month later, they will have the opportunity. If for whatever reason they couldn't bring the Korban Pesach first time around, they will have a second chance. Second chance exists at all times. A great cause of illness is when a person thinks, well, it's all over. I made a mistake, and that's it. It's now too bad. It's never too late. It's never too bad. It might be difficult. It might be difficult to pick up the pieces and start again, but it's possible. And that is a process of healing. That is a process of spiritual healing. It's an illness when a person says, it's all over. It's an illness when a person says, well, it's just too bad. It happened, I made a mistake, and now I have to live with the consequences. No, you don't have to live with the consequences. You can change the circumstances. You can raise yourself above the situation that you're in. Effort? Yes. Time? Yes. Sometimes with difficulty? Yes. But it can be done. This is what Pesach Sheni teaches us. The second Pesach tells us there is opportunity to put things right and to get things right and to do it again and again. And even though you may have fallen and stumbled once or twice or three times or ten times, you pick yourself up and you start all over again. Whether it's a relationship, whether it's something you've done in life, As I said, it may not be easy, and at times it may even be embarrassing, but it can be done, and if it can be done, it should be done. And this is something that we have to learn to understand. Don't accept social illness if it interferes with personal change and growth. Pesach Sheni is a time that tells us you can put things right. You can take the situation and turn it around. As I said before, it may not be easy, but it can be done. Yes, of course, we celebrate Pesach Sheni in a wonderful and mild sort of way. Today, all we do is we eat a piece of matzah and we remember that it's Pesach Sheni, the second Pesach. This is what we do this coming Sunday. But it's deeper than that. It's a time to reflect upon the majesty of human capacity, the ability to change, to heal, to grow, 
during the month of year. During the month of the Omer situation, as mentioned before, taking one step after another step after another step, and each and every single day becoming a little bit better until we're a lot better. Pesach Sheni reminds us you can always do the right thing. You can always turn around. You know, we often think to ourselves that, well, it's just too late. It's never too late. I've seen situations where people had, well, for ribbles for, for ages. And they think to themselves, well, that's the way it's going to last forever. That's an illness. That's a huge mistake. You can always come to a situation, sit down, and turn things around. It takes humility. It takes a little bit of courage. It takes the ability of saying, I'm sorry. But it can be done. And if it can be done, it should be done. And that's another festival that we have during the Omer period, during the month of Ir, the festival of Pesach Sheni. And this is something that we have to celebrate with an inner sense of joy. An inner sense of joy because when a human being realizes that not only can he change in a positive, forward-marching, progressive stage, but even, God forbid, if he fell backward, he is still able to do something which is positive. That, too, that, too, is a great, great cause for celebration. The other day that we celebrate this coming week is Thursday, Wednesday, and Thursday, it's Lagba Omer. And Lagba Omer, as mentioned before, is a day of great joy. And what's the great joy? The students of Rabbi Akiva, unfortunately, didn't show respect one toward another. And because of that, a terrible plague broke out among them. 24,000 perished in that plague. And it's difficult to understand how was it? How was it that 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva, whose great teaching was, the commandment of loving your fellow as you love yourself, this is the great general rule of Torah. Precisely, his students didn't show respect one for another. And there's much to talk about that. It's not that they didn't show respect. Somehow, they didn't actually tolerate the opinion of the other as much as they should have. And this is why it is considered as if they didn't show respect one for another. Whatever the cause was, this is the day that the terrible plague came to an end. And it's a cause for celebration. It's a time to remember that very often, very often, when we are intolerant of each other, when we don't show the necessary respect for each other, when we don't exercise the type of love for each other that we should have, when we somehow, somehow create conflict when we shouldn't, this causes a plague, whether it's the plague that took place during the time of Rabbi Akiva or the plague of a breakdown of relationship. But then comes the festival of Lagba Omer. And Lagba Omer tells us, this too comes to an end. It's a time to celebrate because the plague has come to an end. The teaching of Rabbi Akiva 
is now going to once again come forth and shine with incredible strength the teaching of Rabbi Akiva that this concept of love toward each other is the great rule of Torah. The other dimension of Lagba Omer, it's the earth site of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai, the one who brought us the Zohar, the Kabbalistic teaching, the inner dimension of Torah, the mystical dimension of Torah. And he himself said, it's very worthwhile for people to celebrate on this day, the day that I passed away. Why? Because he opened our eyes to that which is hidden. He showed us the mystery of Torah. He showed us that is that which is beneath the obvious words. He kind of pulled aside the veil, the curtain, and he showed us the secrets of Torah. He brought us into the inner chambers of the light of Torah, of the Ma'or Shabbat Torah, the luminary of Torah. He is the one who exposed the hidden dimensions and that brought great joy to the world. And this is why Lakba Omer is a day of incredible joy, celebrated throughout the entire world. It's a day that we celebrate the openness, the light of Torah that was brought about through the Zohar, through the mystical teachings of Rabbi Yeshima Bar Yochai. And this is, comes again during the time of the Omer period, the month of Iyer, because showing the inner dimension of Torah is too a process of healing. Just as the end of the plague in the time of Rabbi Akiva was an element of healing, the inner dimension of Torah heals the world as well. Because when we only see a superficial dimension, we don't really, we don't really live to the fullest. But when we see the inner dimension, that brings spiritual healing. More of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the whole idea of healing, the healing that comes with Pesach Sheni, the opportunity of, well, doing things again, change, development. We're talking about Lagba Omer, recognizing the inner mystical dimensions of Torah. We're talking about creating relationships that are lasting based upon humility and understanding, tolerating one another. We're talking about healing. We're talking about various types of illnesses. And there is another type of illness which is prevalent in our society. And that is, well, maybe some would argue with me, but there is an illness where the young have taken over the world. And there's nothing wrong with being young. And there's everything wonderful about being young. But there's also a tremendous responsibility of the elder guiding, educating, and uplifting the young. In fact, the opening words of this week's parasha is, Moshe is told by God, speak to the Kohanim, and it says, speak twice, talk to them. And our commentaries say, why does it say twice? In order to caution the elders to teach those who are younger. Now, one of the great illnesses of our society is that those who are elder, doesn't necessarily be chronologically, but elders in every sense of the word, whether they're teachers or parents, or perhaps people who, well, have knowledge, they're afraid to communicate 
that type of responsibility to those who are younger. And those who are younger are the ones who are directing those who are older. Well, in some instances, that might be okay. But in the majority of instances, parenthood is not only a privilege, it's a great responsibility. And parents must have the great responsibility and the courage to somehow be parents to their children and to educate their children. Likewise, teachers. Teachers have to educate their students, their learners, and to have the courage to direct them in a positive way. Those who know must have the responsibility of educating those who don't know. You can't allow the ignorant to direct those who understand and know. You can't allow children to somehow direct their parents and tell their parents what to do. Similarly, students and teachers. One of the great illnesses of our time. And as I said before, I'm sure there are people out there who might disagree with me. And by all means, you may. But I firmly believe that what Torah says, the elders are cautioned to exercise their responsibilities, their beauties, their duties and privileges of being elders. This is something which is extremely important. And this is a healing process. Parents have become afraid of their children. Teachers are afraid of their pupils. Those who know shy away. It's important to change that type of attitude. The word in Hebrew that is used is lahazir, to means to caution. But the word lahazir also means to make them shine. Not only should you teach, pass on information, but those who are younger have to shine, make them strong, make them know that what you are giving them is something which is eternally great, it's powerful, it's majestic, it's beyond any limited sort of thing. That's when they will listen. And they will listen with great, great rapture and joy. Let them know that what you are giving them is something that you received from your parents, from your teachers, and it goes back generation after generation after generation, all the way to Sinai. It's not something that you made up. It's not something that you picked up along the way here and there. This is something which is rich in history. It's a legacy of such incredible importance. This is how the Parsha of Emor begins, and this is how it ties in to the particular period of the year that we're in, healing, change, opportunity, recognizing potential, bringing about a better state of affairs. I spoke about Lagva Omer earlier on. I want to remind everybody that this Wednesday night, Lagva Omer, you shouldn't miss the great Shmuza, something which a great synagogue organizes every year, but because of circumstances, it hasn't been around for a bit. But this year, back again in person, in the park adjoining the great park shul, there's going to be the huge, wonderful shemuza. Gates open at 5 o'clock, the program begins at 6. There's going to be food and rides and excitement and bonfires, long Omer bonfires. Get there. 
all sorts of excitement and wonderful things for young and old and young at heart. There is going to be something for everybody. Celebrate Lagba Omer as it should. Get the Shemuzah. And when you're in shul tomorrow and get to shul tomorrow, listen to the parsha. On Sunday, celebrate like Pesach Sheni, take a piece of matzah, and remember there's a second chance. It's a great week. It's a special week. It's the month of year. Every single day is an opportunity to change. Make it real. Make it last. Make it personal. Good job.